0: What's up everyone and welcome to the show. Before we get this episode started, I want to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They are a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly has a great message and that is why I am super grateful to be working with them as a brand ambassador. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all-natural and high-protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day and Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full lineup of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs and protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are the perfect pre or post workout drink or if you just need a snack with extra protein. Oh, and they taste amazing. I want to work with brands who share the same values as me, and Ready Nutrition does exactly that. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to readyismade.com and use my referral code, ANTHONYP20, you can save 20% off your first order. Then, once you love the product as much as I do, you can go back to readyismade.com and order more while using my code in the referral box when you get to checkout. This will help support me and also help Ready Nutrition know who sent you. I wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't fully believe in it, so head to readyismade.com and try it out today. That's readyismade.com, R E A D Y I S M A D E dot com and use my referral code Anthony P 20 A N T H O N Y P 20 to save 20 percent off your first order and then when you go back enter my code again in the referral box and that shows that you support me and it also shows that you support ready nutrition I appreciate it Um, I think you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do I definitely would give it a try, especially the protein water. It's one of the one of the best products I've ever used and, and I've used a lot over the course of my life. I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the episode. Okay, so today I got a very special guest, a guy that I'm really, really excited to talk to because I mean I I, I know that um, from social media and whatnot I'm a huge huge fan of everything you you know you do and and everything you kind of stand for so I've coached John Giesbrek, Um and I was just, actually just watching a lot of your player development stuff from the coaches super clinic uh, back in 2016 I think the year was maybe I, I can't remember what yeah. the year was but yeah I was trust me trust I'm me I'm a, I'm a fan <laughs> I'm a fan and that's I'm why I'm really really excited to have you on so kind of to start I just kind of want to give you the floor and just kind of let, you know, let people, you know, know kind of a little bit about your background, a little bit about, you know, what you do up to this point. And then I got a bunch of, sure. you know, pretty cool topics I want to dive into, but I wanted to make sure that you kind of you knew right off the bat how big of a fan I am and 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 how much that, you know, you coming on, you know, means to me, but I'll kind of give you the floor and and let you um say what you you want to get out there for now.
1: Yeah, no, for, first off, man, I, I appreciate you having me. Um, I think it's cool to get on these podcasts, I think, just to, uh, you know, tighten up, you know, what I'm doing, you know, and, and how I present it. Um, so right now, I am I just got hired at the University of Regina. Um, I'm working with the women's team. Um, so I'm responsible for player development and I do uh, like video so do the scouts. And, and I'll, you know, obviously going through our own stuff, I'll clip the, the video for the players. Um, and then also a little bit of recruiting projects and things like that. But, um, I guess my, my background is I started coaching when I was like 13 years old and essentially my younger brother needed a coach. So my dad started and then eventually I kind of just took over. Um, but, but yeah, so we, we had his group. We worked with those kids all the way until grade 12. Um, you know, they did very well. We were lucky that they were athletes, um, and they were pretty talented. So we had, I think six um, kids in the same class get chances to play after. And as I was coaching those kids, I was coaching university basketball at as a, a volunteer, like student assistant coach at University of Manitoba, um, and then University of Winnipeg. And I've had a couple cool opportunities, like I got to work with uh, the Canadian national team as like the video coordinator for training camp. Um, that was with uh, that was R.J. Barrett's year um, when he played for the junior team. Um, So that was really cool. Really uh, fortunate that uh, Coach uh, Rana reached out. Just a good opportunity, just, you know, learn sports code and um, just get to to see basketball at that level, see his level of preparation, um, his alignment throughout the program, like through his staff, I thought was really impressive. Um, But yeah, that's a couple things I've done. I think with the social media stuff, I've tried to be consistent. I, I think I've kind of, falling off the last month and a bit just because trying to just trying to get my feet um on the ground with this new job and just just be really good at what I do and then I think once I feel good about everything and I have some processes um that make me more efficient I think I can take on the other stuff because coach uh coach Taylor at uh U of R says that's uh that's yeah. all all good. I can continue to do it so it's not yeah. an issue.
0: But Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I I think I was I was again, I mean, I I I've watched a lot of your stuff, so I've been I mean, I've probably seen almost every video that that you you've put out as far as like your YouTube goes mm. and stuff like that. But I yeah. I think I was watching something the other day. It, it was like just kind of like a story on you and you you were, you were the interviewer mentioned like uh Eric Spolstra. Like like one of those guys kind of like as far as the mm. video goes and how long he spent you know, being in the video room and kind of working his way up. And I know you yeah. do a lot of g- great, great video stuff that I watch a lot of and I think players can benefit tremendously from. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, w- so like what got you into that? It Was it kind of just like a foot in the door type of situation and then you kind of just became, you know, pretty good at it so you kind of stuck with it or like kind of talk about that a little bit because I think that's something yeah. that a lot of players – Kind of lack is the ability to you know to watch film and really to know how to watch you know versus right. watching full games versus watching highlights and whatnot, so I think that's like a big thing that I think's really cool because even myself I'm trying to get better at that and kind of knowing what to look for and what to watch for, so kind of speak on that if you wouldn't mind just about the video in general and kind of like how you go about that process
1: yeah, I mean first of all, I got into it because. Um, I was with the University of Manitoba. There's an opportunity through Basketball Canada um, to learn sports code. So I I, I flew out to uh, Toronto and I kind of got um, you know just the very basics of learning that software. That was about uh, maybe seven eight years ago. Um, and then from there, um, we were lucky enough again with the University of Manitoba to get access to Synergy. Um, so pretty much with Synergy, you're able to um, you know get very detailed reports, um, on teams and then just click on the link and it pops up and you get all this access to the video. Um, so from there I was just kind of going through it and just started putting stuff out on social media, things that I liked. And, um, now it's at the point where it's not just about the video. It's more about, you know, like I call it like edutainment, like it's, it's educational, (laughs) but at the same time it's entertaining in terms of, I can hold your attention. So how I put all the clips together, um, how many clips I put in there, what specific clips I use. Um, I'm, I'm just very mindful of that process. And it's almost to the point where it kind of drives me crazy in a way because I'm putting the clips together and I'm like, Oh man, like just get it good enough and just put it out versus being like this perfectionist. Yes. Um, but that's, um, been good. So even even not not even just the video. Now I think that affects even my other stuff. Like I put together a graphic for our players. So I have a graphic for every individual player, detailing like what's the most important thing. Here are the key like the key performance indicators with the most important thing. And just even how I put together the graphic. You know how I present information. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've gotten out of the video.
0: Yeah, no, and, and, and I agree. And I think that any coach that I talk to, like, that as a head coach now or even assistant coach, they all kind of started in that role almost as far as, like, right. director of basketball operations, video coordinator, whatever it is. So I that's kind of what I assume was that's kind of how you got your foot in the door, and now you're expanded, obviously, you know, throughout, right. you know, you're not just a video, you know. So I think, yeah, right. I, I just think that's really cool because I think that's so, like you said, educational to players that, that really don't know how to watch. So if you have a guy like you that are breaking stuff down for them and kind of just giving them it basically on YouTube and whatnot, I mean, I'd be taking advantage of that to the max if I was a player. Mm. So appreciate that. No problem. No problem. So I kind of want to talk about your player development, like kind of like your, you know, your progressions and kind of how you go about it and how you teach it. Because we were talking about how I saw that at that super coaches clinic, uh, you had a lot of really cool, like advantage games and, and different things like that, and uh, well, I I actually stole those all. <laughs> I was doing uh, yeah. with, a, with a bunch of my players the other uh, probably about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I literally did them all with them, and and it it was great. I really really liked it. I kind of just wanted when I see stuff like that, I'm interested. Like how how did you come up with that? Like like w- like w- what was the thought process behind that? Because that's always super super interesting to me.
1: Right. Um. I'm sure there were there were a bunch of things um, that led to creating some of those games. I mean, like guys like Brian McCormick, um, he's been one of my guys for the last couple of years. Um, so I have conversations with him. He's given me different ideas. Um, a couple other guys, uh, Shea Frazee. So he's based out of uh, Los Angeles. He does a lot of player development out there. Um, Ross McMahon's, Um So right, I don't know. I can't remember if, what games i put in there but there's a pick and roll game yeah um it's about going you know if you go over on the pick and roll you can't score in the paint if you reject it you can do anything you want if you go under um you can you can do anything you want but you can also call, uh, call for the rescreen so that was i got that from him um layson perkins he taught he i think it was the the down screen game yes i think it if, if you had to tail it um it's sorry if you if the person was tailing the screen, you could only curl to the elbow because mm-hmm. there was no secondary. So I think it's kind of come from a lot of places. And then obviously, again, I think goes going back to Brian McCormick, I think understanding complexity versus difficulty um in player development. So making it more game-like by adding other variables is making something more complex, where difficulty is more just making just something harder um in terms of yeah um could be shooting it's not necessarily making it more game-like but it's making the shot more difficult if that makes sense yeah yep um so yeah um yeah, yeah what, I'm, what i'm trying to get to is yeah it's come from a, a bunch of different places and uh, i'm very fortunate to for all the people that i've met chris oliver is another one yes. obviously so
0: yeah. Yeah. No. And 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 I, I you also was in that was that uh, the flare game when you had that help side defender starting to start uh, under the rim. The yeah. Yeah. Big. I'm I'm a big I was a big fan of that one because that was like a quick decision. You know, you, you either had to get right. it and go. No, you, if you held the ball, it was like you blew it dead. The drill was dead. You know, you had to you had to do something with it as soon as you caught it. I really really liked that one too but right and and like you said as far as like having mentors and stuff like that's been huge for you obviously and that's huge for you know me as well because I'm young I'm only 23 so I mean I'm the same I'm just kind of trying to look for different guys to kind of follow and kind of learn from and you're definitely one of them and I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about that too as far as like mentorship because one of my biggest attractions to you outside of your 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 basketball knowledge is kind of the way you look at like life in general as far as you know like gratitude I know you're a big quotes guy you like to read like different things like that and and I'm the same way I mean when I was younger all I knew was basketball and I love I still love basketball obviously but like the older I get the more I kind of understand and realize there's so much more you know to life and and to helping people so I kind of just wanted to get your thought your you know your two cents on stuff like that like the gratitude aspect and different things like that kind of where you got that from and and kind of how you continue to uh, grow in that area, you know, daily.
1: Yeah, I would say, first of all, probably my, a couple mentors that's that stand out like coach George traveling. So I met coach, uh, four or five years ago. Um, basically just through email. I just kind of told him that I was really appreciative for all the stuff that he was doing. That was just when he started to get going with uh, the YouTube channel. And now he's, now he's really big on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But, um, he kind of got me into reading, I would say, uh, or just the importance of reading, um, just in terms of suggesting different books, even buying me different books. Um, he's constantly, even today, like for five years straight, he's been sending me like articles on different, on, on different leadership concepts and, um, and just, just general ideas. So, um, I've been, I've been very fortunate, um, so yeah, I, I would credit most of what I'm, what I'm doing all the reading and, and, and I mean, another guy I think really early on was Kevin Eastman, um, in terms of how he, you know, he has all the bullet points. I think all all those bullet points would ring throughout my head for like three years straight because I would just constantly watch his clinics and, um, that kind of fired me up to be a, a lot better as a coach, just be a lot tighter with, you know, how I do things, um, and to focus, really focus on on this because I thought it was important. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, and 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 that's what I'm, you know, I'm doing, you know, more daily and kind of in in your case, you know, you looked up to those guys and, and those guys are great. I do as well. A guy that really has been mm-hmm. like a guy I've been watching a lot is like a guy like David Nurse. I know he's real, real big into you know bigger than basketball, and and I've been lucky enough to communicate him. I'm hoping I'm gonna be able to get him on here and uh, just kind right. of talk about that because. It's just the older you get, like I said, I think the more you start to appreciate the things like outside of basketball and then kind of realize how it all could tie into basketball. And I'm, I was the same way when I was younger, I wasn't much of a reader, but now the older I get, I mean, I love reading. I I love, I love quotes. I love, I, I I could just watch interviews and just learn from people. I just, I try to take every um, opportunity to to talk with people as a way to learn. And, and I think that's benefited me a lot, not only in my life, but in basketball too you know, as far as being able to communicate with players and being able to kind of understand where they're coming from because everyone's so different. And I think that's part of being a good coach is understanding that. Right. So something else I wanted to talk to you about was like the idea of like coaching and, and kind of like serving others in, in, in a way mm. because that's that's basically what we do as coaches. So I just kind of yeah. wanted to get your you know your thoughts on that. I know you have various camps and whatnot. So just kind of talk about, you know, your experience doing that and working with different kids and kind of starting to have like almost that servant mentality because that's basically what coaches are in a way.
1: Yeah, um, again, I would credit a lot of that to Coach Ryland for me, but just in terms of learning those things because he showed me just in our interactions, just serving me. Um, I'm like, man, I want to do this for other people. That kind of inspired me to do it. And The other thing is, going through it um i think i just reached a point where i'm like you know why am i doing this you know like this is about this is about the players we want the players to be successful because if the players are successful obviously everybody um everybody wins so um i I don't know for me again as I go through it, like I'm working with these players at U of R, I just really think about, you know, we just want every player to reach their potential. We want this to be a positive experience. And uh, like, I, again, I'm not really sure how I got to this point, but I've had, obviously, like I've mentioned a couple of mentors that have helped me, but um, I don't know. I just, for for whatever reason, I just, I don't think I've ever really had an ego um, like this is about me maybe really early on because I don't think as a player um, I wasn't, very good uh, I think I could have played a little bit after high school like a, a very low level um, essentially senior men's but um, I got to the point where you know maybe I don't want to live through the play like I'm just trying to help the players like this isn't about me let's let's be super organized I mean maybe something else is I think I don't think I reached my potential so maybe I'm inspired again now to help players reach their potential like I don't think I was taught the game. Um, so like I would teach it. Like if I was coaching a young John Giesbrecht, I don't think it, it would be a lot different um, yeah. for, for what the process is actually having a plan. You know, I just think of all the hours that I wasted just working on stuff that never helped really help me. Um, Cause I didn't understand context. I didn't understand transfer and retention. You know, those are things that I'm, I'm trying to help the players with. So
0: yeah, no, yeah. Uh,
1: what's your take in terms of being, Peter,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's in my opinion like you said it's just like you, you think about what you did and what you did right and what you did wrong and I think that helps me a lot too as far as like understanding mm. what what worked and what didn't. So I I think that that's been big right. for me too. I mean, I was I was fortunate enough I was able to walk on to a Division 1 school as a freshman and I mean I if anyone, you know, if you know me physically, I am about five foot five, 140 pounds, soaking wet. So I mean, I'm not a big guy by any means, but I think I got those opportunities right. by by working hard, you know. But then it's kind of funny because I feel like I came to a point, you know, in, in my playing career where it was like I kind of had the same mentality as you as far as okay, you know, I'm done, you know, helping myself and working on myself. I want to help others now, and I, and I think that that was a big turning point because I always knew I wanted to coach, but it was just kind of like it kind of hit me like a brick wall. I mean, I had years left, and one of the toughest things was walking away from playing, but it was a sacrifice that I felt had to be made in order to kind of get jump-started on helping others rather than, you know, helping myself. As crazy as that sounds, it's just like it's right. a switch. It's it's hard to explain, but obviously you know what that's like. Mm. So I, I want to talk to you. I know now, now you're, you're kind of settled into a job, do you still do a lot of player development stuff or, or, or what's your take on what, what do you, what's your deal with that now?
1: Yeah. So um, now my main responsibility with this team is to do player development. So um, essentially what that looks like is developing a plan for every player. So um, we start with like, I, it starts with coach in terms of what his vision is for the player, you know, how um, every player is going to Um so in Canada, we've got five years of eligibility um, so they can play five. And so we go to every player, here's, you know, by year five, this is what we want it to look like. Um, by the end of this year, this is what we want it to look like. In the next three to four weeks, this is what we want it to look like. Um, so that's the basics of what, and then within that, you know, what's the most important thing that we have to be touching on, you know? So for the next three to four weeks, Uh, we've got one player that we're just trying to get them to slow down on all their wing catches. So before they get it, you know, taking a peek at the rim, seeing exactly where they are, starting to anticipate, um, you know, the proximity of the primary defender, the health defenders. Um, And then when they do catch it, they're taking a peek at the rim and just realizing, okay, like, is there an opportunity to, to take a straight line drive? Or is it like more of a neutral situation where I've got to slow down and I might need to get into some type of footwork or you know change the pace with my dribble to create that small advantage. So for that player, you know, there's a little bit more information. But that's the basic for the next three, um, the four weeks. And so we just once once they accomplish that, they accomplish those KPIs, and we're able to move on to the next thing. Um, so that's what I'm doing with the university. Beforehand, I was doing a lot of a lot of camps. I had um, I had individual clients. Um, mean, I, I take on probably five, probably five to eight clients at a time. Obviously I was more busy in the off season than during the in season, but, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed doing the camps. The only thing I'd question with the camps is again, what's the, you know, what's the retent- retention here? You know, what are they actually going to take away from camp? Um, so I tried to get into different ideas with um, you know, that's why I was really big on small set games because I, I figured they need immediate context. They need to know exactly what they're doing. So then I'd also, I'd send them video links beforehand with voiceovers and go through, you know, again, this is what we're doing. So the, the most important thing for me was giving them context. And then, um, we do it through small set games that would give them more context Um, and we, we would teach concepts, um, within those small study games. So those are things I was doing there. Um, before then I was doing a lot of stuff with the high school team, um, that I was coaching at that team. I mentioned that was John Taylor collegiate with my younger brother. Um, but, but yeah, man, I've kind of just been, you know, we had some pro clients, with you know, a bunch of things. So it's been good, man. (laughs) Um, how about, how about from, from what, what you're doing? Like, with the player development because I, I I think I was listening to you the other day and you were saying that you weren't necessarily working with a team but you had a bunch of clients and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. What's yeah, your
0: Yeah, so so I'm kinda like an independent guy. You know, I have a I have a business. It's Clockwork Athletics is the name of it. And I'm kind of a third party guy. Um I I, I wanted to get into coaching initially and then what right. once I got you know, once I kinda was done playing I kind of realized the big difference between the two, and, and I've talked to a few guys already about it, you know the difference between like being like an independent player development coach versus an on-staff assistant and kind of working players out, you know doing that. So I, I've had, I have talked to some people about that as far as differences go. My biggest thing with that would be if I felt like if I was on a staff somewhere, especially at the high school level, I feel like I wouldn't be fully committed to the team you know, because I'm going to have other clients from other teams and I'm going to be thinking about, oh, what are we going to do for their workout or what, you know, I got to work out with them later. And, you know, I got practices then. So I just don't want to, whatever I do, I want to make sure I'm doing it a hundred percent. I'm committing to it a hundred percent because yeah. I've been, I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of, you know, opportunities to coach at the high school level. And I, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like, I, I'm i really not interested almost. It's just like I love having the freedom to work with who I want, you know, when I want and kind of, right. you know, doing it that way. And I feel like it wouldn't be fair and I don't want to be, you know, unfair to anybody. So right. that's kind of where I'm at on that end. But it is kind of weird like this time of year. A lot of the college guys I work with are obviously back in school and then the yeah. high school kids. And even I mean, even any age really they're you know, you got those school hours. So it's kind of like, you know, this time of year, maybe being on a staff or, you know, something like that wouldn't be a bad idea because I'm slow. Because I know you know from experience, too, in the summer, that's where, you know, you're the busiest, that off season and things like that. So it's Mm -hmm. just, it's became kind of, uh, I mean, I've I've managed to stay pretty busy and take advantage of the weekends. You know, I'm in the gym a lot, almost all day on, you know, the weekends. And then during the week, it's kind of when I could get gym time because that's another thing. The gym time right. is sometimes, you know, hard to get, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of my biggest thing is I want to be independent and I want to help as many players as I can because I feel like honest, like I said, on a staff, you 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 obviously are committed to that program, and right. being being uncommitted wouldn't be like I said, it would just wouldn't be fair. Right. So it, it's it's just it's be, it's become, it, but then again, I mean, there's I'll be honest, there's days I wake up. And I think, you know what, maybe I will get into coaching, you know, because I, I, I love basketball. You know, that's my biggest thing is I love basketball. And, and ever since I got into this, I always said that this is all I wanted to do. So then you got to start looking at it almost from a business standpoint financially. You know, I mean, you're looking at then, you know, how are you paying your bills? You know, I mean, it, it just becomes, yeah. it's like a big, and I I I, I am well aware you're not going to become a millionaire, you know, doing what I'm doing, but then again, I'd rather be, you know, okay doing what I love versus working a nine to five that I hate and be rich. I know that's Mm. corny and cliche, but that's really how I feel about that. Right. So it's just been, it's been, it's been great though. I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of really good players and um, players of all ages, which I love. And my, my biggest thing is, is I, I do a lot of group stuff and, and I'm kind of with you in the fact that it's kind of like, what are they getting, you know, what are they taking away from this? And, and how can I, how can I make sure that they're learning more? And my biggest problem with that kind of stuff is I hate when players are standing, you know, and and waiting for turns. And and I understand that it's kind of like it's one of them things that you kind of have to accept. But that's something that I've really tried to get better at, as far as being creative and making sure kids are moving and, and not standing, especially younger kids. Because I feel like if if they're standing, their attention span is out the window. Mm. So, so, so that's been kind of, you know, something I've been trying to work on as well as, you know, like you, like you said about just getting into more video stuff and, and just trying to figure out how I can help, you know, more, the the, the better players I work with. I mean, there's days that I ask them, you know, what more can I do for Mm -hmm. you as far as, you know, personally, you know, in basketball and life, because that's a big thing for me too, is the relationship factor. You know, I want. I want players to understand that I care about them, about you know, as a person, uh, as well as a basketball player. You know, if if you if you score fifty, I'm gonna love you just as much as I would love you if you scored five. You know, and right. and, and and I want to make sure they understand that because that's huge for me. I, I never want to be one of those hype guys that oh, I'm only around you know the good players, the great players. You know, I don't want to be like that, and right. and that's been something I've kind of prided myself on to this point. Any player I work with, I mean, I'm fully invested in them. I have to make sure that they're invested in themselves too, you know, and they trust me and and trust what I'm teaching and uh, that that could get them better because there's some kids and I've talked about this with other people too. You know, some people I think get the misconception that every kid in high school wants to play in college. You know, there's some kids that I work with that that either a don't want to play or B they, you know, they're just simply not that good enough, you know, that they just want to play through high school and have a good high school career And, you know, which is fine. But then with that being said, we got to establish that right off the jump. You know, we got to have that conversation and kind of see where you're at. So then I could tailor your development towards that, you know, because if, because I I mean, I'm going to push you as hard as, you know, I push everyone as hard as I can and as hard as they're willing to go. But, you know, I'm sure there's a different factor. If a kid's telling you, I want to play in college, there's a certain level that kind of goes up then, you know, so I don't want to be pushing you to a level that you may not want to go to. And, and, right. and that's been a big thing for me, too, as far as really getting to know the players and kind of knowing, you know, what makes them tick and kind of what makes them go. And that, and that goes back to my college degree because I got a, a sports psychology degree. Mm, and right. uh, that's been big, you know, in helping me understand. And it's kind of funny when I see different things that they do or that they say, I think to myself, it's crazy because we learned about that as far as behavior and as far as you know motivation all that stuff and and a lot of the, a lot of people were like oh what are you going to do with that degree and it's like you don't realize how much that degree comes into play you know right. i mean i mean we, we, i really see it every day in not only players but in people mm. so it's been and and again i'm just taking away anything i can from everyone you know learning from people um mm. i mean i i'm i always tell people i'm a lifelong learner i know people say that and they may or may not mean it i 100% mean it that's that's part of the reason why I started this was I mean selfishly for me that I could talk to guys like you and, and, and learn from guys like you but then also for other people I mean anyone could listen to this and, and take away anything that they want to take away from because that's that that's big for me as far as being able to help other people and that's be you know basketball and beyond and and that's been my main goal kind of as a person and as a coach I guess you could say. So I, I mean, I. But then again, I'll be honest. There's times like you said where it's, you know, where does this go from here? You know, you know, what is the ceiling? You know, for for a guy like me, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, I, I I mean, I love basketball, but you know, there's other things that I love and that I enjoy. So it's kind of like, you know, where are we going with this? And and that's been in the back of my mind a lot lately. So it's actually kind of funny that you brought that up. Because it's 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 like an ongoing, it's like a it's like a day to day grind. I mean, you know what that's like, especially when you're an independent guy like me. It's kind of the same stuff. It's very repetitive, and you love doing it. But there are those days where you kind of have to sit back and reflect and think. Okay, so when you know when I'm however old, you know where am I gonna be? You know, you know what, what's what's my next step kind of gonna be in life? And and sure. I think about that a lot. I mm-hmm. really do, especially as of late. Yeah. I
1: think, I think the toughest thing for me about when I was doing, um, you said as well, how'd you term it you as an individual?
0: Like an, like an independent, I guess. Independent. I'm yeah. sorry. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: right. Right. So I think the, the toughest thing for me with, when I was like an independent doing the training stuff was I, I just didn't really understand business. You know, I didn't understand how to actually package, um, what I could provide, how I was going to provide value. And I think on my way out, and then getting this job, I was just starting to get it. Um, I was starting to understand how to get clients, like generate clients. Um, so it took me probably three, four years where I was just kind of it was a little bit of a side hustle running the camps to then actually getting clients and having them pay good money, obviously offering them, you know, huge value in my opinion, um, through all the video and, um, the, the, the workouts and all that kind of stuff. But, but, yeah, I think that was the toughest thing for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like you said, that's kind of why I, you know, started when I did because it was the idea of, okay, well, you know, you could stay in school, you know, stay playing in school, rather, you know, for another three years, but, you know, then when you get out of school, you're kind of going to have to start, like, now because I just graduated last year. So it's kind of right. like I, 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 I was able to to stop playing and be able you know to obviously be a full-time college student but then my side hustle quote unquote was you know was was the basketball end and that's kind of where like you said I learned different marketing things and different how to get clients and how to the thing about that in my case was I I would do a lot of social media stuff as far as marketing goes but I found the best way to to get better players is to simply get them better and word of mouth Oh you for know, sure. I mean I mean you, you I've worked with a kid that You know, he he came, and he wasn't bad, but he wasn't very good. And, man, he got so much better over the course of about a year. And then, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have parents asking, you know, his parents, oh, you know, he got so much better. What has he been doing? And they say, oh, he's been going to Anthony. And, oh, you know, so then that kind of generated a little bit more, you know, buzz around it. So it's almost like, you know, it all comes down to the value you provide. You can do all the marketing. You can have all the tricks, all the social media. But it all comes down to what, you know, you're providing the player and, right. and that's kind of how I learned it. And that's kind of was my mindset when I decided to walk away from playing, because when I when I decided to stop playing, you know, I met with my head coach and I kind of broke it down to him and kind of told him what my you know, what my goal was and what my future plan was and and what I wanted to do. And he basically said, I'll be honest, I think, you know, you could be great at that. And I think that's what you're meant to do. But he's like. I would really like for you to stay, you know, because the value I provided as a walk-on was different than other players. You know what I mean? Like, I, and and I wasn't naive to that. You know, I knew going in, you know, the value I was going to bring was going to be in practice and was going to be in the weight room and, and conditioning. Like, I, I knew all that. You know, that that wasn't a, you know, a, a misunderstanding on my part. That was me understanding. And I just kind of told him that, you know, I, I appreciate this opportunity and, and I thank you so much, but, I think I, I have to do this, you know, for myself and for my future. And, and Mm -hmm. that was a big, big step, you know, for me as far as kind of diving into this. And then over those course of years, I was still in school. So I really wasn't, it wasn't like I was, you know, out of school and people were like, what do you do, you know, for a job, you know, financially I was still, you know, pretty good as far as that goes. So it was like, you know, that, that kind of gave me that growing time, I guess you could say that, Mm -hmm. that I, you know, really, really helped me. And, uh, that, that's kind of where I stood as far as that goes. in your case, like you said, like that's a tough thing because I didn't study that in school. you know I didn't study marketing and finance and all. I didn't know any of that stuff. so I was learning you know just on the go, you know learn mm-hmm. the experience is the best teacher, as they say, and, and that's 100 percent true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> because I, I I worked so kind of a little bit about like like what you know what I did was so mm-hmm. I, I was you know I played varsity basketball for four years in high school. Um, I scored over a thousand career points. I mean, I had a pretty good high school career and then, um, I had a, I had a handful of schools like division two, division three that were interested in me. Like I said, I I don't really pass that eye test. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm an undersized guard and, and, uh, so, you know, it was kind of hard for me to get colleges to look at me because of my size and because of my physical, you know, stature. And, uh, I had an opportunity to walk on and, and I, I loved it and I took advantage of it, but I met. So at the time I was a walk on, I met um one of my best friends to this day. He was the starting point guard, Kayvon Stewart. Mm. And so I met him and we started working together kind of on the side. So I would I mean, I would work out multiple times a day and I would go to the gym at night and get shots up and do different things. And the one day he came up to the gym and, you know, he was shooting on one hoop and for whatever reason I kinda went over to him and, and kinda started rebounding for him and I was watching a lot of a lot of the film, you know, because I would once games were over, I would go back to my room and I would watch film because i'm just that's just how I am you know i'm a basketball junkie i mean you, if there's anything to do with basketball if if you told me right now, hey there's a youth tournament going on tomorrow, if I was free, I would go you know like mm-hmm. like that's the type of basketball junkie I am. I just love it, so I would mm-hmm. watch all our games and, and and watch a lot of film, and I noticed a lot about him, you know about his different finishing around the rim and uh, different things he could do better and so I, w- I was talking to him that, you know, that night we were in the gym, and I was like, hey, you know, you mind if I put you through, a, you know, a little floater series or something like that? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. And we started, you know, put I put him through a workout. It was probably about an hour and a half workout or so, and it wasn't anything crazy, but he was so, like, attentive to me. You know, like he was really listening, and you could tell he was really taking everything in, which was weird for me because he was a junior starter. You know, I was a freshman walk-on. And so that kind of showed, like, the respect factor that he had for me. And, right. and then we literally, it just became a normal thing. I mean, we'd meet up in the gym every night. We'd go through a workout. We'd do, like, a little pre-practice routine we had down. And, and then we would do it, you know, before games. And his numbers skyrocketed. I mean, he went from shooting, like, 30-some percent to, like, 45 percent from the field. I mean it, I mean it was it was really crazy and and people used to say oh it was because of you and and I would never say that it was because of the work he put in you know but it was just kind of funny how after we started working together his numbers kind of went up and then that's kind of why I was like wow you know if I could help you I could probably help a lot of other people too and and that that was kind of my jump start to it and it got a bunch of attention you know, as far as the newspapers starting to take notice about it, and him mentioning my name, and and different things like that, and that was cool because, again, I was a walk-on, so like I wasn't getting you know any attention outside of you know practice sure. and and things like that, and mm. and so that so that meant a lot to me. And then mm. you know to this day, I tell him all the time if if we didn't start working together when I was in school, then I don't know what I'd be doing right now. You know, mm. I mean, it, he really kind of jump started that you know and lit that fire in me. And kind of help me understand, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. And that's why I I, I don't know, you know, what I'd be doing if I did decide to stay. Because then you're looking at, as a college athlete, you would not have any time to do all the stuff I did, you know, when I was in school if I was still playing. You know, right. like, it's just so demanding and and so... You know, you you got to do this, that, and it, I mean, I, there's no way I'd be able to go through conditioning, practice, weights, and all that stuff, and get extra work in, and then go work players out. You know, like, there there just wouldn't have been enough time in the day on top of going to class. So, like, mm-hmm. that was just, like, a big a big kind of turning point in my life as far as, you know, teaching and coaching, and ever since then, I've kind of just hit the ground running and just keep trying to learn and, and really, you know... Take what we did together and kind of flip it to other players and kind of figure out what they need like I figured out what he needed so it, mm. it was it was just a ve- it was a very humbling opportunity and um I was super grateful for it because i I got to experience too what it's like to be a division one basketball player i mean mm. i well, when I first kind of when i when I stopped playing, there was a big misconception you know around you know my 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 friends you know people that knew me and oh he got cut, and oh, he wasn't good. You know, oh, he wasn't good enough to play, and ah, uh, da da da. And it was like, I don't think people realize that I stopped playing on my own power, you know. Mm-hmm. It, and that was the hardest thing to probably to this day. That was one of the hardest decisions of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to stop playing. I didn't know there was a while there where I didn't know what to do. You know, when you grow up, you know, playing constantly that consistent practice game, you know, schedule. It's like when you're done playing, you're like, what do I do now? And, and that's kind of when I started diving into different things as far as the reading goes and the gratitude and, and all that. And that's helped tremendously. And that's, that's an area in my life that I'm really trying to grow in, you know, right now as far as being more than just, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a basketball coach. I'm a player development coach. You know, I, I want to be more than that as far as that goes. I, I, I tell everyone basketball is, is, you know, is what I love, but it's not who I am. You know, and, and I want to make sure that's kind of, like, understood and that's why I enjoy following guys like you and guys like David Nurse because I, I think you kind of, sh- you know, you you show that there is so much more. You know, basketball is great and we love it, but there's so much more, you know, than just, you know, drills and the X's and O's. And, 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 and that's big for me because I, I really want to be a more well-rounded person rather than just be, you know, the basketball guy, quote-unquote. Right. Mm. So it, it's, it's been – it's been a it's been a really fun ride as far as that goes for me, but it's just it's a it's a learning curve, you know? I mean, there's a lot of different things that that I want to do, that I plan on doing that it's just it's it's interesting like you said cuz you kind of have to just do it. You you got to do it by experience. There's really no guide. You know, there's no do this to be successful, don't do that to be successful. It's all right. kind of, you know, trial and error, I guess you could say. So so, right. that, so that's been that's been really really interesting to me as far as that goes, hmm. but I I did want to ask you one more question because I I, yeah. I don't want to take up too much of your time I, I know you got you're, I'm sure you're busy, so something I like to end with and, and I've asked everyone that's been um been on about is what is like one thing in your life that you feel you have to do every day that's not basketball related. So, like, what is one non negotiable thing that, that you feel like you have to get done? You know, so say you wake up and you just think, like, okay, I got to do that, you know, before I go to bed at night, or I got to do this before I go to bed. Like, just one non negotiable thing that, that you got to make sure you get done.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, this is, I guess, this is kind of related to basketball in a way, but I feel like getting into a flow state is something that I. It's just tough for me to go to bed, you know, like mm-hmm. I, when I was out here, um, I was just so anxious, you know, the first couple, couple of days and there'd be days where I'd stay up till three o'clock in the morning, just because I hadn't achieved just two or three hours of just locking in on something. I just feel for me, I'm kind of a night owl. So if I stay up super late, I'm able just, everything kind of shuts down and I'm able just to lock in. I don't know if I'm like ADHD during the day or whatever, but it's just – that's just how I kind of operate. So it's just more of the concept of getting into flow state and then I feel really good about that day and then I can go – you know, I, I had a pretty good day today. I was able to really lock in and concentrate um, and then I'm able to, to go to sleep. So
0: yeah, I don't know. Is. No, 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 no. That, that, that's a good answer. See, it's funny because everyone that's come on has given given like great answers, and and I always yeah. say that my answer has been terrible. Mine's always like, I got to work out. You know, I got, <laughs> I got, I got to make sure I get my workout because that's been big for me as far as like leading by example too. That that's a big thing too as far as working with players is. I'm not gonna tell you. Oh, you got to be in shape or, Oh, you got to eat, you know, the right food or, Oh, you got to get sleep or, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy and, you know, them to look at me and go, well, you're out of shape and you eat, you eat crap. You know, you, you're not, you're not disciplined. You're not this, you're not that because I'm actually the complete opposite of you. I, I'm a morning guy. I'm up, I'm up super early. And, and, uh, yeah. in, in, in my mind, I tell everyone cause people ask me all the time why I do it. And to me, it's just like a discipline factor. You know, like kind of that mentality of kind of winning that battle in the morning. You know, because everyone asks me, "How do you do that every day?" You know, do you do you like doing that? And yeah, I enjoy doing it. But don't get me wrong. There's days that, you know, I wake up and lay in my bed for a second and think, "Man, I do not feel like getting up." But then I realize, "Nope, this is the first battle of the day." You know, we got to win this first battle, and and we got to get up, and we got to get what we got to get done. So, so that's been big for me. But it's just funny because like everyone's given great answers and like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of mine. I have to work out, you know, I have to take care of myself and, and things like that. But something that I've done before that has kind of helped me achieve that flow state is like meditation. Have you ever done anything like that?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I meditated. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. Um, but I did it for like two years straight on, uh, on that Headspace app. And then I did it, um, not on Headspace, like I did it by myself and I thought it was, it was helpful for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I do I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy that a lot. But all right, coach, I don't want like I said I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really really appreciate you doing this. I oh, I, no, no, I I know that I know that you're a busy guy and you got a lot going on, so I do appreciate you doing it. Um mm-hmm. you could go go ahead and tell the people where to follow you because I mean, you put out like you said maybe not as much as you used to. But all yeah. the stuff you got out, I mean, as far as your YouTube and your Instagram, all that, I, I, I think that's great content. So definitely I'll, I'll, I'll link everything in the, in the show notes, but kind of tell everybody where to find you as far as social media goes.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess people can follow me on, um, I'm going to get back on Twitter. So, um, this is my full name. So just John J O N and then Geesebrek. Um, they can follow me on there. I mean, on, on, on. Instagram, my personal account is just uh, J A N D G I E S, um, and sometimes I post some of those quotes and different things on there. Um, and then my YouTube, I, I you know I try to put more long uh, long form video type stuff on there. Um, so yeah, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll give you all that stuff, and then obviously if anybody wants to reach out, uh, my email is uh, John uh, Geesbrecht five at gmail.com. So cool.
0: that sounds great. Again, I appreciate you doing this and, and uh, I look forward to, you know, staying connected and, and continuing to talk yep. to you um, just about different things and different aspects. Uh, but thank you very, very much. I'm sure this is going to be helpful to a lot of different people. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the pew podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2, and Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew 2 and that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.